You're listening to Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. Built by Us. The Bricks. Hey everyone, welcome to our very first Brick. It's Lumi and Eva here to do a quick breakdown of the phrase, defund the police. So today we're going to be breaking down this misconceptions about defund the police. It's a big phrase, it's a big topic that's going around right now. So we were thinking that we could just break it down and kind of explain a couple confusions related to the phrase, quote unquote, defund the police. So Eva, if you want to go ahead and get started. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is really the hot phrase right now. And you see it on the street, you see it in people's conversations. And today we just want to break down several misconceptions or just confusions people have about the phrase because just by itself, you can't really tell much. And a lot of people actually freak out when they hear the phrase defund the police and they get, what do you want to do to our society? And that actually comes to our misconception one is that actually a lot of people think the phrase defund the police is too radical and too unrealistic. But the mainstream interpretation of defund the police is to reallocate our financial resources and give more money to housing, employment, healthcare, education, and community services instead of the police and prison system, which as we've seen in many cases don't actually work. And we need to invest in marginalized communities where much of the policing occurs, but it's not really doing anything to address the social and economic issues within those communities, but are instead, as we see, criminalizing those communities. So basically, defund the police is a way to reimagine how to keep us all safe that don't necessarily involve the traditional law enforcement. But there's, of course, another interpretation where some people do mean abolish the police when they say defund the police. And these people seek to achieve that final goal of abolishing the police by defunding the police first and seeing that as an initial step towards creating an entirely different model of community-led public safety, which is something that we usually see in our suburbs, but just kind of expanding that model to the entire nation, including urban areas. And why we really kind of need defund the police right now and why it is definitely not radical and unrealistic is because we've seen that domestic violence and youth offenders, alcoholism, addiction, mental illness, and homelessness, all these issues that are very important in our society right now, they're actually often better handled by social workers and other non-police professionals. So in other words, these critical social issues cannot be adequately addressed by the police, and yet we pour so much funding into the police, which just doesn't make sense. Right, Lumi? Exactly. Like, we're going to talk about it in a moment, but a lot of funds go into the police and giving them all of the quote-unquote resources that they need in order to help the communities that they're involved in, that they help. But a lot of those funds can go to organizations and individuals such as social workers, such as just other non-police people that are better trained to help with those types of situations. Just as you were saying, Eva, there's a lot of mental illness and homelessness and, you know, youth offenders where the police are called. And in reality, a social worker or someone who is better trained to de-escalate and interact with individuals with mental illness or things of that nature, you know, they they could be the ones receiving those funds. And so this leads directly into our next next misconception that the police needs all of the funding that they're getting, which they don't. 
surprise. Shh, don't tell anybody or maybe tell everybody. So that indeed comes to our second misconception, which is, well, the police needs the funding. Well, they don't. Because in the past four decades, the cost of policing in the United States has tripled and is now $115 billion. Hold on. Wait, really quick. You said, you said billion with a B? Yes. $115 okay. billion. Dollars. Cool, That's just checking. Right. That's just checking. So yeah, I know that is a huge number in any circumstance. And if you really want to put that in perspective and compare it to the funding that we have for social services, well, in most cities, spending on the police is significantly larger than spending on services and other departments. So take Los Angeles, for example. They spend $1.8 billion on police, which is more than half of the city's general funds. And then they only spend about half of that on their other services, such as education, healthcare, and community services. Mm. And also, given the COVID-19 economic crisis that we've seen, you would think that, oh, people are, you know, withdrawing all this funding from the police department and diverge that into more education and youth program, which is really what we need right now because everyone is struggling. Well, you would think. You would think, but still no. Because actually cities and states have made drastic budget cuts to education, youth programs, arts and culture, parks, libraries, housing services, and more. But police budgets have grown or gone largely untouched until recent pressure from recent protests. It just doesn't make sense to me. So putting other words, our police is largely overfunded right now, and they definitely do not need that much funding to function. You know, it seems like they they don't want to take money away from the police because they really want to make sure that, you know, especially in this COVID crisis, they want people to be protected, which, you know, on paper might make sense. But in practice and in reality, it seems that though the police might not actually protect as much as they intend. There are a lot of communities where the police are feared and they are not an entity that people want to call upon, especially when there is danger because they have an understanding of the police as being just a different kind of danger. We've seen a lot in, in the news and on social media just about people's experiences with the police. I personally saw a video of a boy, he was playing basketball in his neighborhood. He heard police sirens, ran and hid behind his car until it passed. And then once it was gone, you know, he went back to playing basketball. So the understanding that, that the police are supposed to protect, that the police are an entity that does protect, that is a, that is a very big misconception. And for certain communities, you know, when we're pouring all of this money and into the police or even refusing to take money out of it and putting it into organizations that can better help communities such as arts programs, such as after-school funding, such as education, basic education, putting money into that so students aren't having to learn from textbooks that are A, inaccurate, and B, falling apart, shows that there is a misalignment with the understanding of the police and certain communities. The intention of the police, yes, may be to protect, and maybe it says in their logo to protect and serve, but for many communities, for many individuals that would call on the police, that's simply not the case. So defunding the police and putting that, that money into organizations that could help ease tensions and ease fears and enrich a community rather than keeping them in fear seems, you know, like a good idea. You would think. You would think. 
but you know hmm <laughs> oh and this can kind of lead into our fourth misconception which is that we don't need to defund the police we just need to change how it works if people are afraid of the police we can just you know fix the way that their perception is we can change the way that the that the organization is run believe it or not that has been tried people talk about police reform all the time they say okay if if this isn't working let's fix it let's tweak it let's make it work uh it hasn't. It hasn't worked. Part of that is because, you know, they say that they're going to change it. They say they're going to have these reforms and they don't follow through. In 2015, there was a large task force with the Obama administration to reform the police. I think it's like a 40 or 50 page document of just like steps as to how training and, and the process of policing can be changed and can be reformed that document is available to any police entity in the United States. How many have used it? Almost none. So yes, reform the police has been suggested. That has been amplified time and time again whenever issues around police brutality or issues with the police themselves have come up. We get it. No one's doing it. <laughs> and so we've said time and time again, okay, reform, reform, reform. It's not working. What's the next step? Defund. If you're not going to change, let's just take your money away and see if you change them. The ability to reform the police is in the hands of both local, state, and federal entities. But as we can see, it hasn't happened on any level. So the question is, why do we keep talking about reform? Why do we keep pushing reform? We have it at our fingertips. We can do it. But no government entity is pushing for that to happen. So we should look for other options, which is what defund the police is doing. And on top of that, the foundation of the police as an entity is rooted in racism. The way that the police started were to catch runaway slaves. And so when you're trying to reform something, when the roots are so deeply tied to systemic racism and systemic issues in our country, reform doesn't necessarily work. You have to start from the ground and tear all the roots and start over. And that leads us to our final one, fifth misconception, which is, well, that doesn't work to reform it, but defund the police won't work either because I just don't see how it could possibly work. Well, let me tell you a success story of defunding the police. In the 1990s, both Portugal and the U.S. were struggling with how to respond to illicit narcotics. While the United States chose to double down on policing, Portugal, on the other hand, followed the advice of experts and decriminalized the possession even of hard drugs. So their model is really similar to the ideology of defund the police, where the Portuguese government reduced the funding from the police department and instead gave that money to community services and other mental health facilities to help even small time users to get better and gradually withdraw from that usage of drug habits with the help of social workers. And, and they also get access to free methadone from roving trucks. And the result is that the number of heroin users in Portugal fell by three quarters and overdose fatality rate was the lowest in Western Europe. Yes, I know what you were possibly thinking while I said that Portugal decriminalized even the possession of hard drugs is going to be crazy, everyone's running under control, but no, it actually worked. And meanwhile, after decades of policing in the States, we're still losing about 70,000 Americans a year from overdose. So that's 
just another example of why being tough on crime isn't the ultimate solution to actually solve crime. And that defund the police can actually work. Well, I know that Portugal is a different country from the United States and with a different history, a different culture, but yet it is also similar to the U.S. in that it's also another Western country with similar ideologies of democracy. So I think it's close enough example, and I think it's worth to give it a try. I mean, nothing's going to be an exact blueprint of what we need to do, but seeing how Portugal did it, seeing that other countries can do it, the fact that it can be done means that there is a way for us to figure this out. This has been a struggle for communities of color and for minority individuals since the dawn of the police force, since the creation of the police force. Now is the time to figure this out. We've wanted to do something about it forever. We've seen the issues. Everyone knows that the police isn't perfect. But you can't just keep saying it and not do anything about it. So now's the time. We can figure this out. So that's kind of all we got right now. Let us know if you have any other questions about Defund the Police or if there's other topics that you guys are confused about or just want to know a little bit more information about. That is what these bricks are for, to help you understand and to give us something to rant about.